We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. Welcome to News Today with Dr. June Knight as your host on WITB. This is a WATB disclaimer. All right, Brad. All right. Good evening. Good evening. I have a lot to share with you tonight, Brad. Good evening. Good evening. I have a lot to share with you tonight, so you're going to have to give me some time. Uh, because I have a lot to share with you and a lot of insight that I have. And we just got back on our WATB.TV YouTube channel. And because of the nature of the content tonight, I don't believe I'll be able to uh, share on that page live. So it looks like the way that their algorithms are set up is that I will... Uh, have to upload and then they can block me if they want to on the uploads we'll have to see uh, we are thinking about doing the sensitive ones like what I'm going to talk about tonight uh, on a uh, different platform on our Vimeo channel we may have to do these type of uh, news broadcast on that so we're going to have to see because uh, right now, the only reason I'm on the Dr. G Knight uh, YouTube channel is because of, um, you know, us being knocked off and blocked so many times every time we bring up this. And this is what we're going to bring up tonight because everything bright is coming to a head. Uh, just in case you have not noticed, it is coming to a head. Everything... Um, I don't know how to explain it in the right words, but everything is uh, clamping down, basically. And so let's go ahead and talk about this tonight. And I pray God help me uh, to be able to correctly articulate to you, Brian. Uh, uh, just in case you have not noticed, it is. I'm getting all my other channels set up, but uh, I hope and pray that I am able to articulate to you, Brian. 
what it is that I see about this because I've been telling you how President Trump is being used. Uh, he is not for the church. I'll tell you that he is not for the church and he is being used by the One World Order. He is working with the One World Order against the church. So what I'm praying for tonight as I express all this and um, is that I will be able to correctly articulate what I see. Okay, now let's start off with this. Okay, we know uh, when President Trump went out of office uh, in November, I told you that he is not going to go down in a sinking ship. Uh, his pride won't let him for one thing. And he is going to kind of move out of the way. In other words, in 2020, he prepared the road like John the Baptist. He prepared the way uh, and set everything up, the infrastructure and all this, for Biden to come in and to be able to go public with the United Nations agenda. Now, President Trump, as you'll see, I'm going to prove my case tonight. Okay, uh, as President Trump is being used in the same agenda, but under the guise of uh, in another hidden manner, it's a covert way of doing it. When I wrote my when I went to London when I was in grad school, I had to write my paper about how two countries marketed a product and I had to write a comparison paper, my whole thesis, my college thesis on how these two countries um, marketed this product and how they sold it, what the difference was. So I compared what I called the mark of the beast, which was the RFID chip, the radio frequency identification device and how Europe was selling this product and how the United States was selling this product. And I'm telling you this for a reason, okay? Because my findings were this, is that in Europe, they are very open and they're more liberal. So they're more out in the open with their agendas. So, because they're very worldly. So, you know, they're all about technology. Like even when you're in the subways, you know, the trains, the tubes, when you're there, all you see is them being all, you know, everybody's in the magazine and everybody's about fashion and they're just like glued to their technology. And so they were more out like with the monarchy, you know, they're just, their mindset is just a lot different. Well, in the United States, we are more conservative. We are the Christian nation. So we have watchdogs that will shut them down every time they would try to come out with RFID chip uh, and they would do things, you know, where they said they was going to chip humans. I mean, these organizations that we had in the United States would shut them down just like this because we are more conservative. Okay, now fast forward into the future. Now we've got President Trump who represented the conservative side of the Christians. And then you got Biden who represents the liberal side of the Christians, Catholic, Pentecostal. I told you this, Brad. 
New Apostolic Reformation, NAR, Emergent Church over here, the Worldly Progressive, mixing with everything. Well, this one mixes too, the New Apostolic Reformation, they mix too. They are more of the undercover, covert, ops, secretive, um, lying to you over here, but behind the scenes, they're doing something else. Over here, they're just all out front. There's no, their perversion and everything is on, you see what I mean? There's, okay, so now this is how it is for the same agenda, which is for the Build Back Better campaign. Remember I told you, Bride, that the Build Back Better campaign is the slogan for this beast, for this one world system that is coming together right now in front of your eyes. Okay, so we know that President Biden is doing this Build Back Better campaign out. He, he That was his uh, campaign slogan even last year when he was running. Okay, now that he's in office, you see all these different countries doing the same thing. I have already showed this to you on previous news footage of how, you know, these other countries like Europe with Boris Johnson and all them, they all are using this. So this, this thing is global, this build back better. I'm, I'm trying to lay a groundwork before we get into all this. Okay, the reason they're saying build back better is because of this world that we're going into, okay? The old world, which is where we come in, the Christians, we are the antiquated idea. We're the old world that they don't want because our ideas include God and it includes being natural and it includes uh, his judgments and his ideas and his precepts, they don't like this. They, they want a world of, of everything, synthetic, fake technology, everything that is separate from the true and living God, who is, is everything is built by him. He's the creator. He, you know, he designed everything. They want to make Lucifer which is the God of this that's happening over here, okay? Lucifer is fake. Lucifer is artificial. Lucifer is the technology. He is the one that is wanting to create everything that God created by his own hands, by his breath, and by his, his beauty of his holiness. He's wanting to create over here with technology. He wants everything fake. He wants everybody to worship him, the AI beast. I hope I haven't lost you because I know this is going to get very deep. Okay, so, all right, so now we are going to go into this and we're going to examine and show you what this is that I see. Okay, so with President Trump, when he went into office, he got the evangelicals first thing. There is no way he could have pulled off the agenda with the peace deal and everything else without the church. We are the ones that are the conservative ones. We're the ones that would buck him. We're the ones that would resist. The, if, if it would have been Obama to do what he did, 
we would have shut it down, nothing flat. We would have not, if you cussed our God like uh, President Trump did, if that would have been Obama, we would have protested till the cows come home. But no, since it was President Trump, it's okay that he cusses our God twice in front of, you know, millions of people. But that's just one little thing. Okay, so, all right, so with President Trump pulling in the church, getting them on his side, he does the peace deal, which we all knew was the, the last piece of biblical prophecy we was waiting on was the peace deal. He did that. They all supported him. All of the different things that he did, basically, that went against our previous ways of guarding the gates of holiness and all this, like all of his partnerships with the LGBT and all this. In the old world, prior to Trump, we'd have never, we'd have never supported anybody like that. You know, but the way they did it was pretty slick. Okay, so now that he has uh, backed out and put, you know, had uh, Biden up there in the front, now he, to his followers, okay, he looks like he is the beat down puppy that got uh, assaulted out of office. He was, it should not, should not be on the outside. He should be on the inside, uh, you know, that he's, still working for the people and that he wants to put everybody make america great again etc etc okay so what i'm going to show you tonight brian we have a lot of serious things on our plate right now we've got a lot of things happening we're gonna have to have wisdom and discernment right now brian i'm telling you because they are so slick in the way that they are doing this and the way that they are, the way that they are making the United States into the UN is diabolical. And wait, wait till you see it. He is doing it, and and twisting it to the church like uh, he's really doing it for to make America great again. But he's not. All right, watch this. Okay, this that we're looking at right here is DonaldJTrump.com. Okay, when you go to his website, you notice that he has his articles for sale here. Trump, save America. Okay, first of all, let me just say as a Christian, that that is appalling and idolatrous to me. For you to say that you are the reason America is going to be saved, that is an abomination to God. Because first of all, no man can save this country. You are not God, sir. Only God is God. And he's the only one that can save the United States of America. Which, by the way, I believe that she's gone, so there is no more saving of her. But he is making another statement that he is God. Trump, save America. Now, and, and you want Christians to put that on their forehead. Think about it. You think I'm being exaggeratory? Think about it. I'm putting this cap on my forehead. Trump, save America. 
Any Christian that wears that shirt ought to be ashamed of themselves. No, Trump is not going to save America. Only God Almighty. There is no one but God. Okay, let's continue. Okay, don't blame me. I voted for Trump. What a farce. Okay, so he's still saying in this new setup, he's got all these new websites, all these new agendas happening now. He's still saying that he's going to make America great again. Uh, okay. All right, so let's click off this. Okay, now, I have been getting his emails uh, where he does this Save America campaign. I would actually like to read you some of these, which I will read in a minute. Uh, let me get it up over here. Okay, let me go over here to... Because I want to show you something, Brad. All right, let me see here. I am going to pull this over. Okay, now, before I go on to what Trump's doing now, I want to go back in time a little bit. These are my emails that I received from his Trump 2024 film. Now, I've already told you about this film, Brian, what a farce it is, because these people made this film, which is from NAR, okay? They made this film prior to the election. They made it, it rolled out, I think, in September or October. Okay, in this film, they're lying. I'm telling you right now, they are lying through their teeth because they are trying to give the impression to the church that President Trump is the one defending them against the LGBT agenda. What a farce. That is a lie from the pits of hell. I am here to tell you as a witness, that's a lie. And you can even go back and look at his paperwork and see the truth of that. But they know what makes the church tick. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Brad, the evangelicals have guided President Trump the entire time. They know how to talk to you because guess what, Brad? I know how to do marketing. And that is how you do. If you want to reach a target audience, you talk like them. You advertise to them. Much less now that he has social media that can measure everything you're saying and doing and how you think. And I can tell you this, since my eyes have been open to what's going on for about, you know, a year and a half now. Uh, well, actually, hey, it's almost May, so it'd be two years because my first insight was uh, May of 2019, whenever he started flipping towards the uh, LGBT agenda. So I guess it has been two years. Uh, but ever since then, 
I have been telling you about, see, I done lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. But help me, Holy Spirit. It just left me. I'm sorry. Uh, but it had something to do with the LGBT and his partnership with them and how I just totally left me. Help me, Holy Spirit. It completely left. That point that I was trying to make there. Okay, well, maybe it'll come back. So let's go in here. All right. So in this Trump 2024 film, Okay, let's go ahead and look at these. All right, now let's let's scroll down here. All right, so since I started getting these uh, advertisements, all right, let's see what it is here. Okay, this one is dated uh, November 2nd. Okay, let's click on this. After Trump, hmm, a warning to America. Now, Brian, when you've seen this movie, you understand uh, what this movie is about. It's saying, oh, what a terrible world it's going to be if Trump was not there to save America. It would just be so terrible because you got the LGBT would be trying to take over everything. And, you know, Trump's the guard and, and, and all of the liberals and the socialists want to take over and all this. You know, they presented what this world would be without him come out before the election, which I believe was to let everybody have fear of what's about to hit with Biden. Now, when you look at this graphic here, it says, I want everyone in America to see this before the election. Okay, now something I want you to notice on this uh, DVD front, okay, is you have an image of a man. Think about that for a minute, Brad. Here's an image that we're looking at, okay? You have gold on the top, Trump 2024. Then it is split in half, split in half behind this image with a red and a blue. So, He's in black and white. He's uh, a silhouette. He has words all in here. Okay, thank you, Renee. Let me finish this thought and I'll get back to it. She's telling me what I was talking about before. Okay, so you have this image and you have all of these names and descriptions within this image. So let's just look at some of these. Impeachment, witch hunt, revelation, incredible, hostile, corrupt, brilliant, clever, tremendous, at the very top of his head, pride. Can you believe that one? Okay, uh, let's see here. Great, pathetic, nasty, Space Force, Tremendous, Honest, uh, Irrelevant, Rocket Man, Negative, Greedy. 
Okay, and then look what they put down there at the bottom. Why would God use President Trump? No, they didn't say President Trump. They said, why would God use Donald Trump? The world after Trump. So I'm going to tell you what I see as I've been trying to teach you about logos. I've been teaching you about images, and I've been teaching you about the image as a whole, what to look for. What I see in this is Trump being in the black and white, okay, is that he is the image of what is happening in this country type of deal. All the things that said in there, impeachment, witch hunt, because you know what? Out of this image, out of this man, it divided the entire country. It this man divided with his mouth the country, uh, families. There's families that will not even talk to me over this. And I, I'm just one person. I mean, I we get calls all the time here in the office about this, about, you know, people that uh, their, their family members are splitting, marriages are splitting, churches are splitting. I mean... This man literally has divided the entire country. Okay, so when I see this, I see this as the image of the beast, honestly. Because it is through one man. I'm not saying he's the Antichrist, okay? I'm just saying how he's being used to split. Okay, now, okay, so they're presenting this image before the election after Trump and how terrible it would be. Okay, because he is the savior and that's what he's what he's putting in there now. Okay, and then they're asking you to stand. Let's get this done. We're not done. You know, and he's telling them about all the different things about the voting that was wrong. Okay, and then now we're on 11-14. Okay, and he says, big news. Pennsylvania, the court rules here. Major win for President Trump and America Patriots. Okay, the voter fraud. Uh, calling on you to defend him, the defense fund. Okay, so he's wanting money for, they said he raised billions of dollars for that uh, defense fund. Okay, so he's saying, I know I can count on you, which is probably more money. Let's see. All right, there's that, and okay, another question. Look, my team and I have emailed you multiple times to get in talk with you. You need to help. Where are you at, you know? All right, do you stand with President Trump and your party? What? You mean the party that he's throwing under the bus right now? And then he says, okay. Uh, radical Democrats are trying to destroy America forever by implementing, let's see if I can make this a little smaller, okay, their big government socialist agenda, and it's up to patriots from across the nation to fight. The stakes have never been higher, which is why he's counting on you. See, to me, he is uh, playing on the fears of us being taken over by a socialist nation uh, by socialist people that would ruin our country, right? All right, so let's see. What's he saying here? 
All right, this is February 16. This is recent. What is this? Look at this. What kind of image is he? Wow, I did not even see this. I did not even see this, Brad. Wow, this is terrible. Uh, wow, that's terrible. Okay, so this is recent. So he says, the warning signs have been everywhere for years, and under the new administration, socialism is being pushed harder and faster than ever. With leftists in control of all three branches of government, and the very foundation of America freedom is being threatened. What a farce. What a farce. Because we know he is the one doing the uh, 1776 commission. So that is crazy that he would even say that. Okay, but the reason I'm showing you this, Bryce, is because of where I'm going next. Okay, so he's really playing it hard about the socialism agenda. Okay, let's see what else he's got. Is America turning his back on Israel? What? What? During his four years as president, Donald Trump negotiated peace deals in the Middle East that had previously seemed impossible. While others gave lip service, he went all in and kept the promises of strengthening America's relationship with Israel. See, Brad, it, I told you, too, that it bothers me uh, the way that he switched everything to just America because his America First platform is the UN platform, which we're going to talk about this tonight. Okay, so look at here. What? Together? No, he's not using that word together. Hey, let me address this lady in the uh, in my Dr. June night page. Okay, this is Shell. Hello, Miss Shell. I think you're a woman, Shell. I can't see. Okay, Shell says Democrats are pushing socialism. Well, let me give you an announcement, Miss Shell. No, there will be no socialism, ma'am. They're lying to you. There will be no socialism. There will be no communism and no capitalism. We are going into, well, we're actually in this new world that is not going to be anything like that. They're lying to you. And President Trump's on that team. So <laughs> you're... I pray you do more research. I report on this every day. So let's go back to this. It says here together, which we all know is the UN mantra this year, together and last year too. Together, we can continue to awaken we, the people. All of you that have been coming together that have been listening to me explain how they're doing the Constitution, especially through this man, President Trump, then you understand that when they say we the people, it does not mean the Constitution. No. We the people is the new economy, the new circular economy 
that they are doing in the uh, World Economic Forum. So, okay, and let's see what else there. Equality attack, Quality Act attacks religious freedom. Let's see what he says here. On religion and the unborn, then the Equality Act that passed in the House, President Biden is keeping true to his promise. What a farce of all the things he passed and he wants. See, this is how they lie because they act like to the Christians on things like this and the Trump 2024 film that they have no allegiance to him. What a farce. The Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, Southern Baptist Convention says, the Equality Act would undermine decades of civil rights. Oh, wait a minute. Are we talking about the same Southern Baptist Convention that has to do with Dr. Robert Jeffries? I know he's Baptist, but I don't know if it's the Southern Baptist because he's the one that's saying you can do it even with the aborted parts, remember? We had that on the broadcast as well and how he said Jesus would approve of it. What a farce. Women's privacy and safety are at risk, it says, because biological men who identify as a female would be legally permitted to use areas designated for females. This fires me up, Bride. Because I read you the document that President Trump did on the uh, executive order. And remember all the money that they're paying. Remember, I showed you all the grants that the Trump administration was paying for them to go overseas and to push the LGBT agenda across the entire world. Plus, he was the first president to hire an openly LGBT gentleman in his cabinet. So, and the job that they did was to go out and push it in Germany. So all of this is a farce, every bit of it. Uh, okay, now let's go back over here. Let's go back to his own website today. Okay, here we go. Now, here is President Trump's website today. Now, notice the words on here. Together, yes, together we are rebuilding our nation. Uh, excuse me, I thought, Michelle, I thought that it was only the Democrats that are rebuilding. I thought it was uh, the Democrats that are just doing the build back better. Hmm. What about it? I thought it was only the Democrats that actually partner with the UN and use uh, all the together and all of their language. No, they're all in this together. So together we're rebuilding our nation. Okay, they're going to make America great again. Okay, he says on November 8, 2016, the American people delivered a historic victory and turned our country back. The victory result of a movement to put America first. All right, we are going to study what he means about America first to save the American economy and to make America once again a shining city on the hill. 
but our movement cannot stop now. We need much work, he says. Now, all right, let's see here. Let's go over here to his news. What do we have here? Oh, these are some of the emails that he sent. Looky here. What do you mean? Why, why we need voter ID? Oh, that's where somebody wrote a story. Okay, gotcha. So look, he's even got the logo up here, Save America. Hmm. Okay, here's a statement where he wrote, what is this one? Dated April 7th, Stephen Miller is a fearless principal fighter for the America First movement. He has a backbone, integrity, and never gives up. As we know, the radical left has been relentless in waging their battles in court. Conservatives, okay, I want all of you to understand what he just wrote there. Listen to that again. It's the radical left who's been relentless in waging their battles in court. All right, remember that. Conservatives and America First supporters badly need to catch up and turn the tables, which is why I applaud this guy. Okay, and look at this. Check this out. The era of unilateral legal surrender must end, and I hope all America First patriots will get behind. Look at this, Brad. Here we go. Are you ready for this one? President Trump's newest debacles? America First legal. There it is. He brought the announcement. Well, let's, let's go see what this is. Uh, let's see here. I've got it here somewhere. Okay, well, let's look this up. What is America First Legal? What is this? Stephen Miller's next act finds a stage in the courts. Trump's senior advisor and conservative lightning rod launches new legal group to challenge democratic policies through lawsuits. What? I thought it was the Democrats that always wanted to do the keep everybody in courts. Oh, wait a minute. You're saying President Trump is wanting to go to court all the time and fight the Democrats while we have a Democratic president in office? Okay, let's all back up. All of you that support President Trump, and you're so mad at me thinking I'm just an evil woman dividing the country right now. I want you to think about this. Let's all back up a little bit, okay? And I'm just assuming you're all Christians, okay? Let's back up a little bit to Obama. All right, when President Trump took over, how many remembers the fear that everyone had that Obama would do what President Trump is doing right now. We thought Obama was going to, because we knew he was going to stay in Washington, D.C., which he did. We thought he was going to be constantly disrupting President Trump. We also thought he was going to run a third term. Remember that? And none of that happened. But looky here. We're seeing it with President Trump. 
But I guess everybody's just okay with him, you know, just constantly keeping division stirred up in the country. Okay, let's scroll on down. Let's see what else he's going to do here. Stephen Miller is launching America First Legal, a group that will challenge Biden initiatives at odds with Trump-era priorities. Okay, Washington. Stephen Miller has come to admire the effectiveness and aggressiveness of the legal campaign Democrats and their supporters mounted against the Trump administration's agenda. Now the former senior White House advisor during Donald Trump's presidency hopes to return fire. Mr. Miller, an architect of the last administration's restrictive immigration policies and a leading backer of its socially conservative initiatives, is launching this week a new organization, America First Legal to challenge Biden administration initiatives at odds with the Trump era priorities. Anything the president does that we believe to be illegal is fair game. The group, Mr. Miller said, would tap into the expertise of Trump administration lawyers, work with Republican state attorney generals, and partner with lawyers around the country who need legal and financial resources for their cases. The group also has broader ambitions. Mr. Miller said to eventually get involved in litigation that goes beyond the Biden administration, including to support police officers, go after big tech companies. Oh, what, what an everlasting farce. I am calling them out on this one. This is a farce. You know why? I know I keep telling you this, but I have to remind you again, Brad. May of 2018, I will never, ever forget it because I was there. I'm a witness. God knows I was a witness. We was in the Rose Garden, and uh, this is when I was on the Trump train fully at this time. I just started seeing it whenever he uh, came out in uh, approval of same-sex marriage a couple of weeks before this meeting in the Rose Garden, that gave me a really bad taste in my mouth towards him and the evangelicals that, you know, Jen, Jensen Franklin, Paula White, and all them uh, that were surrounding him, that was not giving him good advice, obviously, because he was not confronting this issue that HR5 was coming down the pike and was voted on the same day that President Trump come out in approval for same-sex marriage. So anyways, a couple of weeks later, I'm in this meeting in the Rose Garden, and President Trump has all his talking heads there, all the ones that are on YouTube, you know, that talk for him, uh, you know, let's see, Joy Villa, you know, just all them, and he was it was called a social media summit. Look it up yourself if you don't believe me. Social media summit. He told them, I am going to make sure that the big tech companies are not going to persecute. Now, he didn't say persecution, but not going to uh, be coming down on you. I'm going to protect you and all this. I was so happy, Brian, because I was in their boat. I was a conservative Christian media that needed protection to be able to speak my free 
uh, mind, you see? And so I was so proud, but you know, he never did it. The, I think it was a week later we had the uh, Pride Month. He come out in full support of Pride Month, and that was horrible. That was horrible. And then he allowed the flags to be flown in all the embassies across the world, the, the rainbow flag and all this. You know, he just, he totally flipped, and then I began to go downhill, especially a month after that when Paula White prayed for his horn of power to be raised. I was like, what the world? That's the last thing he needs is more pride. But then right after that is when he cussed our God twice. And after that, you know, that was pretty much it. That's basically when I jumped off the Trump train. But anyway. Okay, so now we have a situation where he is doing this America first and he is coming out and saying that he is going to buck President Biden's policies and say that uh, President Biden is not defending the people, especially like right here, going after the big tech companies. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You are the one, you had a chance to do all this stuff back then, and now you're going to act like you're going to buck. So let me read this, and I'm going to tell you, Brad, I believe that this showdown that's coming between Biden's current administration and his empire that he's building is both the same, but it's going to be uh, him attacking based upon saying that he's defending the original America, like the old America, the make America great again ideal that he gave us in the beginning but he's not he's actually doing it under the un plan and then biden i don't know really let, let's continue here okay so go after big tech companies and take on other business interests whose positions run counter to those he embraced in the white house i don't know what they mean by that the conservative legal arsenal is hardly bare. Republicans, much as they did during the Obama administration, already had launched a series of challenges, including to Biden limits on oil and gas production and Texas Attorney General Kim Paxton succeeded early in blocking Mr. Biden's planned 100-day pause on deportations. Okay, let's see here. So basically, he's going to be taking him to court a lot. What? Look at this. The 35-year-old Mr. Miller is not a lawyer, but a political operative who worked for conservative lawmakers, including Jeff Sessions, Michelle Bachman. What a farce. Before hitching his star to Mr. Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. He said he left the White House believing the most important thing we could do is people who philosophically believe in traditional values, conservative values, was to develop and launch a conservative answer to the LC ACLU.
America's first legal supporters include former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Matthew Whitaker, a former acting U.S. Attorney General, both of whom will sit on the group's board of directors. Mr. Miller has also received private encouragement from former Attorney General William Barr, who does a lot of the approvals for Trump and anticipates public support from Mr. Trump. Now, I do want to tell you this, Brian, that I believe that probably how he is going to spin this to his Trump supporters is that he is building him up a team to fight the evil, to fight the Biden administration, the evil socialists that are taking over. But we're going to examine and we're going to see otherwise. All right, let's continue. I want to go back and see if they actually have a website. Pitchbook, CBS News, Politico, MapQuest. Surely they have a website by now. Here it is, aflegal.org. Let's check them out. America First Legal. Okay, notice their logo. Hmm. Definitely looks build back better to me, don't you, Brad? What do y'all think about this logo over here on YouTube? What do y'all think here? Yes, amen, Michelle, that is right. Okay, so let's look at here. Fight back against lawless executive actions and the radical left. All citizens deserve a government that puts their needs and country first. You know, I've often thought, Brad, if they are actually uh, I'm wondering if they're actually forming oh, looky there. I'm wondering if they're forming the new government, if they're using this as a guise to form a new government. We'll have to see if they use such terminology as what we know they're doing in the Build Back Better campaign. So, such as framework and, and all those other terminologies. So we'll see. All right, let's see here. Take them to court is what they want to do. So join the fight. American sovereignty, families, workers, equal rights under the law, which goes back to his support for LGBT, free speech, religious liberty, Well, I would like to see what he says about the uh, the gun announcement because I showed you on a news broadcast 
last week how President Trump's administration was a part of the UN's agenda to take the guns. So let's see what he says here. Let's check this out. I'll make this a little bigger. America First legal president Stephen Miller released the following statement in response. Okay. The right to bear arms and the right to self-defense are fundamental and inalienable. If Joe Biden wants to reduce violent crime in America, then he should prosecute more violent criminals and hire more police in crime-besieged communities. The answer to the menace of violent crime is to lock up violent criminals, not disarm their victims. Violent crime is raising, hmm, rising in major seas because of progressive prosecutors who side with the hardened criminals over cops. You know what gets you, Bride, about their languages? They say what we're thinking, but they're not doing what they say. Does that make sense? Like, of course we feel this way. Of course, like when I used to make excuses for President Trump, I would say, well, he's, he's the president of law and order. You know, God is a God of law and order. You know, that's what I used to tell people. But we know that he is working with the UN on the gun agenda, so I don't believe this, that he's... And plus, remember, I showed you the news broadcast where he did his, um, what was that called, press conference, where, and this was back in August of 2019, I think it was August 8th of 2019, and he said that he was coming after the guns, that he was going to do the red flag gun laws. This was after that white guy shot up the, uh, let's see. El Paso, Texas, Walmart. You can go back and look for that as, as well. Okay, let's see here. Let's check out their news. Oh, they've only got two. Okay, so this is a new website. What do y'all think about their logo? Let's see who the team is. Stephen Miller, okay, Mark Meadows. Director of speech writing. I remember now I know who this guy is. This guy. Hold on, let me tell you something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up something so I can back it up before I tell you what I know. Let me make sure I've got some proof I can give you. Hold on. I got to get my mouse over here. Where is my mouse? There it is. All right. Hold on here. What? 
Look at this, y'all. Let me show you this. Having to do with Steve Miller, because this is going to be the big dog uh, who is now going to be speaking for America First. He is a very good speech writer. I'll give him that. He is. Okay, hold on. Let me show you this. All right, let me move this over here to this screen. All right, let me put it in here. Okay, this is Stephen Miller. Now, I thought he was a Jew, and I wanted to find out first before I actually said this. But this is from the Jewish Virtual Library, which we see what bride, the UN Blue. Okay, let's check this out. Let me make this a little bigger. Okay, here we go. Stephen Miller is U.S. President Donald Trump's Senior Advisor for Policy. Prior to this, he was the Communications Director for the then Alabama Senator Attorney General Jeff Sessions. He also served as a press secretary to the Congresswoman Michelle Bachman and Congressman John Shadegg. Well, let me tell you something about Ms. Bachman. She is the one, uh, she has flipped. She uh, went over there to uh, Jerusalem and told them that they don't have to accept Jesus as Savior. That was the first strike. And the second was that she went to the UN, and now she is like, she says she's like the pastor of the UN, but I'm not buying it. In other words, she's flipped towards the UN. But he is connected to her then. Uh, so we'll see. Miller has acted as Trump's chief speechwriter and is credited with authoring the president's American Carnage inaugural address. He has been a key advisor since the early days of Trump's presidency and was a chief architect of Trump's executive order restricting immigration from several Middle Eastern countries. He grew up in a liberal-leaning Jewish family. I knew it. I knew it. Which, by the way, Brad, I would say probably 90-something percent of the people I've looked at on the Biden administration are Jewish. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, so let's see here. Though his parents were Democrats, Miller became a conservative after reading Guns, Crime, and Freedom, a book by National Rifle Association CEO Wayne Lapeer. While attending Santa Monica High School, Miller began appearing on conservative talk radio. Hmm. So they've, they've all been together for a long time. Okay, well, let's go back over here. Okay, so I was showing you America first. Oh, here it is. No. There it is. Okay. So that's Stephen Miller. Now we know who he is. Okay, Mark Meadows, after representing North Carolina in Congressional District, he served as White House Chief of Staff for Trump. Matthew Whitaker, 
Attorney General, Chief of Staff, Russ Vaught, never heard of him. Gene Hamilton, he's cute, just to let you know. <laughs> Gene Hamilton, Department of Justice, Ed Corrigan, Conservative Partnership Institute, okay. Wesley Dean, the Chief Operating Officer of the Conservative Partnership Institute. 20 years on Capitol Hill, skilled community, okay. AFL is led by senior members of the Trump administration who were at the forefront of the America First movement. Our team includes his former stuff. We have real world experience. Okay. Political battles. All right, let's see what else here. Our security, our liberty, our sovereignty, and our most fundamental rights and values are being systematically dismantled by an unholy alliance of corrupt special interests, big tech titans, the fake news media, and liberal Washington politicians. We founded America First Legal to save our country from this coordinated campaign. With your support, we will oppose the radical left's anti-jobs, anti-freedom, anti-faith, anti-borders, oh, anti-American crusade. You know what's so sad, Brad, is when you think about how he is presenting it to, you know, America that he... He is going to have all these Christians convinced that he is the way out to their salvation. And that is, is so sad how all of this is happening. Because I wanted you to know that he's doing all of this before I show you this other thing. The radical left is using its power inside and outside the government to destroy our country. It is opening America's borders, shutting down American energy, trying to take over American elections and violating. The See, I'm wondering, too, about what I told y'all about the U.N. I told you, Brad, they are building a legal case about America. Let's go. A team of some of the nation's best legal, political, and strategic thinkers to challenge this lawlessness at every turn. We'll use every legal tool at our disposal to defend our citizens from unconstitutional, unconstitutional executive overreach. And President Trump didn't do that. Wow. We will also stand up against corporations that restrict free speech and violate our citizens' civil rights. If he was legit, that would be awesome. If he if he meant what he is telling the public here, of course, that would be awesome. But what is so sad is he had four years he could have did that in. Four years. 
He said this, he was going to do this back in 2019. He didn't do it. And this is when he had his Republican. He had the power to do everything. Of course, he did all them other executive orders. He could have done it. We are committed to fighting for all Americans, regardless of race, color, religion, or creed. We'll defend the rights of all Americans from attacks by anyone in any party who will seek. What a farce. Well, and plus when he says right here, and their equal rights under the law, that is the LGBT. For years, progressives have used the court system to attack our founding documents, undermine the rule of law and the right. America, I'm telling you, Brian, this has to do with the uh, 1776 commission. All right, let's see here. Okay, well, let's go to the next deal here. All right, while we just statement, let's see what this statement is. Too bad the desperately needed election reforms in Georgia didn't go further as their originally approved bill did, but the governor and lieutenant governor would not go for it. The watered-down version that was just passed and signed by Governor Kemp, while better than before, doesn't have signature matching and many other safety measures which were sadly left out. This bill should have been passed before the 2020 presidential election, not after. So basically what I see him doing, Brian, is I see him uh, still trying to run the country. This is the perfect example of a shadow government, if I've ever seen one, where he is like giving his opinion about every bill it passes and how he feels and what they're doing wrong. And he's telling all his people what to do. Look at this. Show, it is now reported that the chain of custody records, records for over 400,000 absentee ballots are missing or not being shown. I wonder why. Show them now. The Democrats in Georgia really pushed the Republicans around like the so-called consent decree, which was illegally signed by the Secretary of State without legislative approval, a Democrat dream. Boycott. So listen, he's telling everybody boycott. He says, boycott all of the woke companies that don't want voter ID and a free and fair elections. Okay, let's go to the next one. The New York Times wrote a completely misleading one-sided attack piece this weekend. My support in 2020 was so big. I haven't read this one yet. The cheating Democrats circumvented state legislators' approvals required in swing states. How Democrats paid for votes in urban centers with all the goal of ensuring that my administration could continue to make America great again. The election, on the other hand, was massively rigged and stolen, and now look what is happening to our country, and in particular at our southern border. He's telling them the best is yet to come. 
Yeah, he is definitely keeping. Uh, you know the stuff stirred up. All right, let's hear the next one. Baseball is already losing tremendous numbers of fans, and now they leave Atlanta with their all-star game because they are afraid of the radical left Democrats who don't do not want voter ID, which is desperately needed to have anything to do with our elections. Boycott baseball and all of the woke companies that are interfering. And then he's telling you who to boycott. Coke, Delta, and all. What a farce. All right, let's go to the next one. I just want you all to see how his spirit is. All right, let's see here. All right, we did that one. This one really oh, made me so mad. This is how he addressed us Christian. Happy Easter to all, including the radical left crazies who rigged our presidential election and want to destroy our country. Terrible. Disgrace. Going back to the elections. Why is it every time that the 2020 election fraud is discussed, the fake news media consistently says, states that such charges are baseless, unfounded, unwarranted, etc. Sadly, there was massive fraud in the 2020 camp election, and very many angry people understand that. With each passing day, and unfortunately for the radical left crazies, more and more facts are coming out. Other than that, happy Easter. Now, let me ask y'all this. Do you think that he would talk like that to the Jews? Do you think, do you think President Trump would talk like that to Israel? Do you think that he would talk like that to the Muslim religion? You got to think about the disrespect that's being shown right here. It's terrible. It's no respect for the Christians, period. He is, make, he is making a mockery of the Christians through all of this. And another thing I want to point out, okay, you got all these people from different religions and all of the dignitaries from all over the world reads this. They're equating the Christians in their mind. Think about this. They're equating the Christians in their mind with name calling. Think about what he's doing right here. Except for the Democrats, happy Easter, but them Democrats and crazies, you know, uh, you have to realize, too, Brad, that the left is coming after him because of this. They're, they're saying that, um, like, the language that he used right here is inciting. It is, uh, what is that word? We saw it. We watched the video, the uh, video of on the U.S. Capitol when they was talking about extremism. 
and they talked about President Trump and how uh, he would do China like him saying the China virus over and over again. I told the bride, I said, bride, he is mocking the church because he knows that when he does these things that it looks bad on us. And it, it hurts all of us that are aware of what's happening, that the leaders, so-called leaders that are around the president, the evangelicals, that they don't confront him about this. Or why are they, why are they even partnering with this when they know that it hurts the kingdom? For instance, I told you about the CPAC. What a tragedy that was to the church that you allowed that gold statue to come in the building and make a mockery of Christians, like we're a bunch of goofballs. But they did. See, normal Christian leaders would have kicked that out immediately. They would have said, don't you dare let that in the building. That was intentionally done to mock the church, intentionally. But who is there defending the church is what I want to know. Okay, so let's continue here. All right, I think we're done with this website. Okay, so let's move on. All right, Brian, did you hear that now President Trump is wanting to call the coronavirus vaccine Trump scene? What an everlasting farce. How much more goofier can you get? And the reason I say this, we've already talked about all the things that he has named after himself. I mean, just off the top of my head, off the top of my head, what I can think of as far as things that he has named himself. All of you that's in the chat rooms, can you write in the chat rooms some of the things that you know that President Trump has has named after himself. Okay, let me let me do just a few. Okay, one is we know he did uh, in the Middle East. He has the Trump City over there. He has that named after him. He had the coin named after him. He had the check that was given to all of the. Uh, American citizens, he had his name put on it. He has a, a Trump bear, all this stuff. What, uh, what all can y'all think of that he is named after himself? Number one, we know that he wants his head on that mountain. He's got to have Trump on everything. Trump Tower, okay, what else? Okay, what else when you think of Trump? Trump Park in Stamford, Connecticut. Wow, I didn't know about that.
Okay, let's see, what else? The Trumpy Bear, you remember that? Trump estate, yeah. No way Israel is building a Trump train, no way. Yeah, the Trump golf courses, yes. Trump warp speed, yes. The coin, Trump Hotels. Yeah, his image on the coin. I'm reading some of the answers here. He has seven Trump Towers globally. Wow, Sherry, I didn't know that. The coin, yeah. Well, let's read this article and let's see. So Trump is wanting the vaccine named after himself. Well, let's talk about this a minute, Brad. I don't know how his followers, especially the ones that don't believe in this whole agenda or the V or whatever, if you don't believe in this and you don't believe in what they're trying to do with the V, then why do you still support the man that brought it in? I don't get it especially with him saying, hey, it's all about me. I don't get it at all, period. Okay, so. President Trump takes his off his mask as he comes out into a White House balcony to speak to supporters. Gather. Oh, that was in 2020, okay. Speaking to Republican. Oh, wow, this thing talks. Let's see here. Donald Trump coronavirus vaccine should be called Trumpsy. Trump also took jabs at Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Just a quick word from our sponsor. The 60-volt flex force power system from Toro. You've got the most powerful battery in its class. You've got a full line of interchangeable battery-powered tools, including the number one mowers and snow blowers in America, plus trimmers, leaf blowers, hedgers, chainsaws, and more. All of them unbeatable. You got the ability to finish everything without sacrificing anything. You got 60 volts of power without compromise. Visit toro.com slash flexforce. Vaccinated against the coronavirus? Then you may have taken the Trump scene, according to former U.S. President Donald Trump. Speaking to the Republican National Convention at a resort near his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida, the former president had said that everyone should call the vaccine the Trump scene, according to CNN's Kevin Liptak, who shared this over Twitter, citing someone in attendance. Trump's seeming attempt to credit himself with the success of the COVID-19 vaccine seems to be due to his Warp Speed initiative in 2020, which had been made to boost efforts at creating a vaccine to stop the global pandemic. Since then, multiple vaccines have become available, such as those made by Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. Consequently, the pandemic has seen a decline, and many places are beginning to open up after a year of lockdowns and social distancing. However, the Trump administration has also been harshly criticized for its perceived slow response to the pandemic, and since Trump left the Oval Office in January, some notable criticism has even come from his coronavirus task force. Dr. Deborah Burks, 
who coordinated the White House Coronavirus Task Force under President Donald Trump, told CNN in late March she believes the COVID-19 death toll in the United States would have been substantially lower if the government had responded more effectively. Criticism also came from Dr. Anthony Fauci, the chief medical advisor to the president for both Trump and President Joe Biden. Fauci and Trump had long been at odds with one another, with Fauci criticizing the former president's handling of measures to slow the spread of the pandemic, and Trump claiming that Fauci was a disaster and made a lot of mistakes. Notably, Trump had also called out Fauci at the event, with Washington Post reporter Josh Dawsey noting. First of all, Brad, I don't believe that. I do not believe that for nothing. I don't believe that President Trump and Dr. Fauci are at odds. You know why? I just reported a couple of weeks ago about uh, Dr. Fauci receiving a million dollars from Israel. And then he received an award from them all this year. Now, to me, that should be against... That should be against the law, for one thing, because if you are heading up the whole world of this vaccine deal, you should not be able to receive kickbacks. I mean, that you would think that would be illegal, you know? And so um, I don't believe that they're at odds. So I'm just telling you my opinion on that. Let's continue. Putting on Twitter that he had made fun of Fauci for his advice and for the pitch he threw at the first game of the U.S. baseball season between the Washington Nationals and the New York Yankees, a pitch that Fauci himself wants to redo, calling his first attempt quite embarrassing, according to Business Insider. Have you ever seen anybody that is so full of crap? Trump said of Fauci. He had also called out Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, calling him a dumb son of a BTCH, as part of his ongoing dispute with what? the leading Senate Republican and the other GOP lawmakers who had come out against him following the second impeachment trial for the Capitol riots. Reuters what? contributed to this report. Just a quick word from our sponsor. He called him an SOB. What? Right there on the platform, you're kidding. Right, I'm telling you, all this stuff is putting the nail in the coffin on the church. It really is. Because the more that he cusses and carries on like a heathen, it makes us all look like we don't respect our God. I mean, this is terrible. All right, let's go over here and see what this is. Oh, I wanted to see all of the different comments on Twitter about the Trump scene. So here's mine that I wrote when I found out about it on the 13th. How many of Trump followers will take the V now that Trump wants his name on it? Trump seen. He is making a mockery of the church and I rebuke it. Uh, that's what I said. And then I said, say no to Trump's V, stay holy, stay pure, and stay natural. All right, so let's, let's refresh it and see what everybody's saying. Okay, this is a German company here. Huh. Trump scene is already known as bleach. And he wants the vaccine to be called Trump scene. Don't see a problem with Trump scene as long as the virus is called the Trump virus. Hashtag Trump scene. 
It never ends. Malignant narcissism at its best. What a tool. Trump is delusional. Trump scene. And then somebody wrote, the self-absorbed trash, orange, wants you to start calling it the Trump scene instead of COVID-19 vaccine. What a mm, DM voice one. This one said, I'm totally getting Trump-sinated tomorrow. I assume that means I'll never have to see or hear him again. Vaccinated against the coronavirus, then you may have taken the Trump scene, according to the former president. No, we should not brand the vaccine Trump scene, but we should rebrand the pandemic Trump bid 19. The Johnson Trump scene, nobody wants it and you won't feel the little prick going in. Small hands, small parts. So in other words, Trump had an event at Mar-a-Lago, probably had all the evangelicals in the room and he acted like that. Trump said everyone should be calling it the Trump scene instead of vaccine and deemed Mitch McConnell a dumb SOB during his RNC remarks at Mar-a-Lago tonight per person in the room. Wow, look at this. Hey, remember this from one year ago. It all went downhill from there once the Trump scene was announced. From POTUS to pharmaceutical salesman. The chosen one went to Walter Reed and supposedly received an experimental treatment. Just really thinking about that. All lies so that you comply. I don't know. I won't even read that one with the cussing. Hmm. Well, Look, this one's over in the UK. Call it the Trump scene, a cure for the Trump death. Trump scene, Trump death. Okay, I don't know what they mean by that. This must be, let's see. Thanks to Trump. Maybe they got it on film. Let's see. The user provisioning was a huge. One login speeds up employee onboarding without lowering IT and security. All right, well, let's see if they got an audio of him saying it. <laughs> 
monumental national achievement. From the instant the coronavirus invaded our shores, we raced into action to develop a safe and effective vaccine at breakneck speed. It would normally take five years, six years, seven years, or even more. In order to achieve this goal, we harnessed the full power of government, the genius of American scientists, and the might of American industry to save millions and millions of lives all over the world. We're just days away from authorization from the FDA, and we're pushing them hard, at which point we will immediately begin mass distribution. Before Operation Warp Speed, the typical time frame for development and approval, as you know. That is just a reminder of what he said. Donald Trump created himself for the development of several coronavirus vaccines and said they should instead call it the Trump scene. All right, let's see what else here. Donald Trump says the vaccine should be called Trump scene. All right, let's see what they got in here. Use authorization, which should be coming down extremely soon. And my administration will then coordinate the distribution of the vaccine. And uh, it will be approved, I think, again, it will be approved very, very quickly, we hope. The average development timeline for the vaccine, including clinical tests and manufacturing, can take 8 to 12 years. Through Operation Warp Speed, we're doing it in less than one year. Uh, if you had a different administration with different people, what we've done would have taken, in my opinion, three, four, five years, and it would have been in the FDA forever. All right, Trump said everyone should be calling it the Trump scene instead of vaccine and Dean Mitch McConnell. Okay. All right. The user provisioning was a huge deal for us. We were having a really hard time trying to manage. So we. All right, let's see here. Let me mute. Mute the site. Okay. All right, this is according to Forbes. Trump calls COVID-19 vaccine to Trump seat and mocks Fauci again. Would you ever get something called a Trump scene? Perhaps your answer may depend on what exactly it protects against and whether bleach is involved. On Saturday night, former U.S. President and current Mar-a-Lago resident Donald Trump mentioned that very name during the Republican National Committee's first spring donor retreat. Now, isn't that funny that he was at the RNCs? Can you believe that? Here he is working against the RNC, but yeah, he is there. So let's see here. Trump says someone came to him who he refers to as sir and suggested that it should be called the Trump scene. It is not quite clear of who that sir may be, but apparently it is the COVID-19 vaccine, yes. It seems that Trump was suggesting that the available COVID-19 vaccine should be named after uh, himself. This isn't the first time that Trump has tried to take credit for the vaccine. Last month, Bess Levin wrote for Vandy Fair a piece entitled Donald Trump Demands America's Picture 
Americans picture his face while COVID vaccines enter their bodies. What? Now, it's not clear how maintaining such a picture in your mind may impact the side effects that you may have when getting the vaccine. In the piece, Levin referred to a statement issued by Trump's office that said, I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the V, often referred to as the China virus. I remember reading this, Brad. Yes, Heidi, you are right. Heidi says he's probably calling it the Trump scene to earn the trust of the patriots who are not sure of it. That's right. That's why I was saying, okay, if you're a supporter of Trump, but yet you don't believe in this agenda and you refuse to take the V, how can you be both? It's a double-minded man because he is the V. So how can you not, I mean, how can you still support him? So yes, I agree. He's doing this to get them to go get it because the evangelicals are the biggest group that's resisting it. Miss America thinker, all you got to do is Google it, woman. Just Google it. He advocates the injection all the time. It's a mile long. Go for it. All right, so let's continue. Uh, let's see here. Notice how he says again, the China virus. That if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot for five years at best and probably wouldn't be getting it at all. I hope everyone remembers. Hey, there you go, Miss American Thinker. Right there from President Trump's mouth. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be getting the V. I don't mean is the V. What I'm saying is Trump is the one that is the main pusher of the V. So let's continue here. All right, when you Google Trump scene, it gives you all these. Let me refresh and make sure I've got the most current. Trump wants you to start calling it the Trump scene. All right, Business Insider. What he said to Mitch McConnell. I really wonder how his supporters feel about that. I wonder, really, I would like to ask all of you supporters out there that are watching this broadcast, how do you feel about him wanting to name this after himself? Does it bother you, the implications of him doing that? I mean... I just would like to know what you think about it. All right, let's go over here. Okay, let's move on forward. Now, at the same time that he is wanting to name it after himself and pushing for everybody to get it, 
all of a sudden we've got a problem. Now you tell me how this is correlated that at the same time that he's saying this is at the same time that Johnson and Johnson is under fire. Why? It says right here, Johnson and Johnson vaccinations paused after rare clotting cases emerge. Federal health officials called for a halt in the use of the company's coronavirus vaccine while the study serious illnesses that developed in six American women. Injections of Johnson and Johnson's coronavirus vaccine came to a sudden halt across the country on Tuesday after the federal health agencies called for a pause in the vaccine use as they examine a rare blood clotting disorder. Now, isn't this the same thing that happened overseas? Isn't this the same thing that's happened overseas where they had all types of other blood clot disorders? More than 7 million people in the United States has received the shot so far and another 10 million doses have been shipped to the states, according to the uh, CDC. We are recommending a pause in the use of the vaccine out of an abundance of caution, they said. Right now, these adverse events appear to be extremely rare. Okay, we're going to look at this for a minute, Brian, because I want us to check out something. Let's see here. Now, Johnson and Johnson has been in a lot of legal trouble before. So they ended up merging with this other company. All right, let me switch screens here. Because let's see what Kamala Harris did. Uh, yes, we're talking about our vice president right now. And this is back in May 24th of 2016. Let me see. Oh, wait a minute. Was she running for office then? Wasn't she bribed in May 24th of 2016? Oh, no, it wasn't. That was when it was President Trump. It was Obama against President Trump back then. So look at this. California Attorney General Kamala Harris filed a lawsuit in San Diego Superior Court Tuesday against the Johnson & Johnson alleging false advertising and deceptive marketing in its surgical mesh products for women. The complaint alleges that J&J &J neglected to inform both patients and doctors of possible severe complications and misrepresented the frequency and severity of risk. So, if you did this as an attorney general, how in the world can you go along with what they're doing now? Does that make any sense to you, Brad? So let's see what else here. This is dated October 9th of 2019. 
Wow. Right before the CV hit, Johnson & Johnson was hit with an $8 billion verdict in Respiradol lawsuit. Johnson & Johnson is reaching deeper in its pockets to comply with the verdict of its second major lawsuit this month. On Wednesday, a Philadelphia court ordered them to pay $8 billion in damages to a Respiradol consumer who said the company had failed to warn of the drug's risk of gynecomastia, breast development in males. Wow. The man had previously been awarded $680,000 for the same claims. The USDA had approved the drug in 1993, but the plaintiffs claimed J&J inappropriately marketed for unauthorized use in children. Wow. Trials also continue on Johnson Johnson's talcum powder scandal. Last month, New Jersey closed its trial with a $37.3 million verdict. So you've already got all this shady stuff going on. The year before they're approved to do the vaccine, that would go in millions of people, Brian. This award is grossly disproportionate with the initial compensatory award in this case, and the company is confident it will be overturned. All right, let's go to the next one. Johnson & Johnson lawsuits every person should know about. This is July 5th of 2018. Johnson & Johnson is a huge company that makes a wide variety of health-related products. Okay, customer health products like talc powder products, shampoos and lotions, medical devices including surgical tools and implants like artificial knee and hip joints, over-the-counter prescription medications like Benadryl, Invokana, Invokana, Rogaine, and Tylenol. Most people use or have used Johnson Johnson's products on a regular basis. And there's no doubt that the company has become a staple of the American and international health product industry. They have been named in hundreds of lawsuits, along with various subsidiaries like Janssen. What? Ethicon and DuPay over the safety of its products. What the world? Jansen right here is who they partnered with for this vaccine. What the world? Can you believe that? Okay, let's move on to the next deal. All right, let's go over here. Now, this woman, little sis... Uh, does COVID-19 research. She, she did this research into Johnson & Johnson. So you can go in here and see uh, the many different, I call it like spider webs. Okay, here we go. Johnson & Johnson & Johnson Barta COVID-19 research. So they partnered with the BARDA, okay. 
you can look at this diagram and see all of the different ways that it goes out, like the UN Sustainable Developmental Goal, Telehealth, Telemedicine, Janssen Pharmaceutical, Tasmanian Alkaloids, Patented Poppy Norman for Opiate Production, Opioid Epidemic Lawsuit, Mike Hunter, Hector, excuse me, Asbestos Tainted Talcum, Talcum, Powder litigation, Johnson Johnson, pelvic mesh litigation, coalition for inclusive capitalism, U.S. business coalition, mobile alliance for maternal action, UNICEF, wearables for good, C6 technology, ADVAC. Y'all should see this. I don't know if you can see it good on your screen, but uh, I can put the link over here. Uh, I will put the link on here for your research. I'll put it in the chat rooms. All right, there's you go. There you go. That is for the YouTube chat room. And then for the Facebook chat room, I will give you the research. Okay, and then on the Dr. June night, I will give you uh, the link. I know Jennifer says, Jennifer on Facebook says, how is Johnson Johnson still in business? They gave people cancer from baby powder. I know. Yes, Sandy says, the same recall happened already in another country. Denmark drops AstraZeneca vaccine, citing rare side effects, epidemic under control. 20 country, Sherry Inman says, 20 countries stopped the AstraZeneca bags for blood clots, then merged with Johnson & Johnson. And now they have blood clot events also. God help us. Okay, so I gave you all the link to that. Okay, now this, this website called Global Citizen, they are actually doing a big concert uh, for the vaccine. And this is coming up in May. They have got all of these rock stars that are coming together. Uh, the concert to reunite the world, hosted by Selena Gomez, performances by Jennifer Lopez, which by the way, Jennifer Lopez was one of the singers at the inauguration. Eddie Vedder, Foo Fighters, J Balvin and H-E-R. Okay, it's on May the 8th on all these channels. Vax Live is a concert to reunite the world, is celebrating the hope that COVID-19 vaccines are offering families and communities around the world. We are calling on world leaders to step up to make sure vaccines are accessible for all so we can end the pandemic for everyone, everywhere. So look at all their sponsors, Brad. 
Look at all their sponsors. Okay, and let's see. Vax Because was created with the aim of making sure everyone everywhere can find the answers they're looking for about the vaccines. So we can each make the right decisions for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Okay, look at this, Brian. I'm here to help give you the answers you need. Should I be worried about them? And it gives you all of these uh, scenarios. Look you hear the way people are saying this. If I get, I got vaccinated so I can see my grandparents again. My senior year vanished before my eyes. Does mRNA change my DNA? This is a question they're asking. Let's hear their official answer. You can find out all about mRNA vaccines on the CDC website here, but two very important things to know about mRNA vaccines are that one, mRNA vaccines cannot give you COVID-19 because they do not use the live virus. And two, that mRNA vaccines don't affect or interact with our DNA in any way. They are simply a new form of vaccination that contains the blueprint for producing antigens to fight off the virus. Wow, what a weird way to, what a weird way to word that. Okay, let's continue. But I just wanted you to, sh to show you these websites that they have built, Brad. All right, let me click off here. I want you to see, because now that we see what President Trump is doing, right? I want you, yes, that's right. Ella, let me address Miss Ella. She's in the room here. First of all, I wanna say hello to all the new people Hello. Okay, Ella says, have you noticed people are getting meaner? There seems to be an increase in shootings. Okay, let me tell you, Miss Ella, it's not that they're getting meaner. It's that uh, some people believe they're false flags. Uh, some people believe it's mind control. But you definitely have to put the two and two together that they are increasing uh, at the time when it's being pushed for gun control and at the same time that the UN uh, has the agenda to take the guns. So that's why the correlation there. But I will tell you this, though, really, they are getting meaner, which I think has nothing to do with the shootings as much as it does. Uh, people are like kegs of dynamite right now. They're ready to explode. This is what I was telling people. If they're in abusive relationships, you better get out and nap. Because if you think this is bad, just wait until it gets worse. So I suggest, you know, they get out of it now. But they're getting meaner because they uh, don't know how to handle all of this stress of losing their job and, and not being able to go out and release this they're not able to vent. They're not able to go to the bars and do what they used to do. 
you know, go to the theme park and all the stuff that they used to be able to do. Now they're stuck together, you know, type of, I mean, that's just my guess. Okay, let's get, I want you, oh, but what I, going back to Tucker Carlson. Okay, since we know what President Trump is doing right now with him building a social media site, him partnering with all of these, uh, building, basically he's building a whole new world. He's building social media, he's building news platforms, uh, he's building this legal framework and he's building uh, the America, which you'll see in a minute, the America, let me make sure I got it in here. I don't. America, there it is. We'll talk about this in a minute. America First Policy Initiative. But it's where he's building this whole new world with him as the head of it. And so let's listen to Tucker Carlson, what he says about all the craziness going on with the vaccine. Because I'm thinking, you know what? If he is saying this, can be proud of, but that's not the context in which we've heard about. If he's saying this, there is something going on because he he's with the big picture, if you know what I'm saying. All right, so let's listen to Tucker. We've heard an awful lot about the coronavirus vaccine over the last several months. It's a massive achievement as a scientific matter, something all Americans can be proud of, but that's not the context in which we've heard about it. Joe Biden's first speech to the country urged the entire population to take this vaccine immediately. The celebrity industrial complex has reinforced that demand ever since. Get the shot, get the shot, get the shot. Okay, we will, we're not against it on principle. Like almost every American, we're grateful for vaccines. But before we take this one, a few questions about it, about the specific vaccine. There are two. Because, okay, let's say that Tucker was giving a legit uh, journalistic opinion. Why would you not, after Trump just announced he wants to name the vaccine after himself, after Trump is telling everybody, you better give me credit. Don't all of you forget that I'm the one that gave you this beautiful shot. He knows this. So why is he not equating that in here? Why is he not saying, you know, we know Trump is trying to push the vaccine and we know Biden is trying to push. You see what I'm saying? Let's continue. Things we'd like to know. And neither one has anything to do with how many professional athletes or Netflix stars have been vaccinated so far. We don't care. It's irrelevant. Here's what is relevant. The first question, is the vaccine safe? The second question, is it effective? Safe and effective, that is all that matters. So let's address those questions in order tonight. From the moment the first shipments arrived in the US, we were assured that this was the safest vaccine science has ever produced. The risks of taking it were so small that we could ignore them completely. Quote, the worst thing that could happen, explained one medical expert on ABC News, is having an allergic reaction. Clinical trials, they said, revealed no evidence at all that the vaccines could cause any life-threatening condition. In February, an infectious disease researcher at the University of Rochester called Dr. Angela Branch explained that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was especially safe. 
The bottom line, Branch said, is that nobody who has gotten these vaccines has died from COVID. Sure, as far as we know, that remains true. That vaccine does not cause COVID. But that was hardly the bottom line or the end of the story. In fact, we now know that there are people who have become gravely ill from taking the vaccine, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Some patients who received it developed complex and still poorly understood immune system responses. Their bodies suddenly stopped developing adequate blood platelets. This led to bleeding and dangerous clotting. According to the FDA, at least six young women experienced this response to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. One of them, a 45-year-old woman in Virginia, died of a stroke last month, two months, two weeks rather, after getting the vaccine. Another woman who apparently lives in Nebraska is in critical condition in the hospital tonight. That's pretty much the extent of what we know. The government hasn't told us more. So what does this mean exactly? How significant is it? Well, if it happened to you or someone you loved, it would of course be highly significant. But here's the context statistically. About 7 million Americans have received the Johnson & Johnson shot so far. We know of six who have developed a blood clotting disorder as a result. By comparison, for some context, some versions of the birth control pill are believed to cause blood clots in about one out of every thousand women. That's a far higher rate. So why the concern about this vaccine? Well, because there are reasons to believe those, in fact, are not the real numbers. The real numbers may be much higher than that. Why do we think that? Well, this morning, federal health authorities, including the FDA and the CDC, called on state governments to stop administering the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. According to no less than Tony Fauci, this ban could be permanent. Are you ruling out the possibility that the vaccine could be removed from the market? I mean, are you ruling out that, are you, are you expecting it to be re-allowed? You know, I think it would be premature to comment on that. And that's the reason why the pause was done, so that they could take a good look at it very carefully, look at every different factor. I, I wouldn't want to speculate as to what, what would happen. Notice the caginess there. It's premature. I wouldn't want to speculate, says a man who speculates for a living. In the statement you just saw, Tony Fauci is asking us to believe something that's amazing if you think about it. For months, he and the rest of the public health establishment have been badgering the country to take a vaccine they claim is absolutely perfectly safe. That's what they told us until yesterday. Now, Fauci has declared that because the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has injured six people, if that's true, by the way, it would make that vaccine much safer, not simply than birth control pills, but much safer than many other vaccines we've distributed in the past. Because this one vaccine has hurt six people out of seven million, we need to stop using it immediately. Does that make sense to you? No, it really doesn't. It seems possible there may be more going on here. It is possible, in fact, that this vaccine is more dangerous than they're indicating it is. And federal authorities today appeared to acknowledge that. They noted that it's easy for physicians to miss the connection between the vaccine and the blood disorder it can cause. That may be happening. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is structured very much like the AstraZeneca vaccine, which also uses DNA technology. Across Europe, the AstraZeneca vaccine has been linked to blood clotting at a rate of approximately one in 100,000 patients. Several people have died from it. And that's why a number of advanced countries, including the UK, Denmark, Canada, Germany, the Philippines, have limited or banned the use of the AstraZeneca shot. So do authorities in this country believe the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been causing reactions at a similar rate? We don't know the answer to that because they have not told us. 
we do know that the way this country keeps track of Americans who are hurt by vaccines, something called the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, is notoriously inaccurate, ask any physician. But no one seems in a hurry to improve it. Our public health bureaucracy doesn't seem that anxious to know all of the details. In January, the New York Times reported that an obstetrician in Miami Beach called Gregory Michael had died of a brain hemorrhage just days after taking another vaccine, the one made by Pfizer. There seemed to be a potential connection between that shot and his death. At the time, the authorities at CDC said they were investigating Dr. Gregory's death. Yet so far, they've issued no update on it. Now, sometimes this stuff takes time to work out. And the fact they haven't issued a report does not prove that they are hiding something. On the other hand, it does seem a little weird, given that right now the federal government is encouraging the entire population of America to take the vaccine immediately. You'd think understanding, fully understanding the potential side effects would be an urgent top priority, but it's clearly not an urgent top priority. In its story about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine this morning, Axios reported that the Biden administration is worried that halting distribution of the shot might encourage, quote, vaccine hesitancy. In other words, don't tell them it's dangerous, they might not take it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't reassure anyone. All of which leads to the second essential question. Is the vaccine effective? Does it work? Well, of course it works, and that's why they're giving it to the entire population. That's why this vaccine rollout is more important than the moonshot, because it works. The president himself told us that. The funny thing is, if you listen carefully, they're not really saying that anymore. They're not really telling you how effective it is. They're telling you the opposite. Here's the new director of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, speaking yesterday about the vaccine. Watch this. So when you have an acute situation, um, extraordinary number of cases like we have in Michigan, the answer is not necessarily to give vaccine. In fact, we know that the vaccine will have a delayed or response. The answer to that is to really close things down, to go back to our basics, to go back to where we were last spring, um, last summer, and to, to shut things down. Oh, now they're telling us the vaccine has a delayed response. Okay, delayed by how long? They don't say. They do tell us we have to shut things down, just like we did last year before we had a vaccine. But now we have a vaccine, so why are we shutting them down again? What is going on here? We're not sure. We do know what you just heard is not science. There's a lot of evidence that flatly contradicts what the CDC director just told you. For example, in early March, Texas ended its lockdowns and its mask mandates completely. The governor of California, looking over at the state to which his whole population is moving, called this move absolutely reckless. Vanity Fair, which believe it or not was once a magazine, published a story with the headline, Republican governors celebrate COVID anniversary with bold plan to kill another half million Americans. Tony Fauci, who apparently still reads Vanity Fair, he's the only one, agreed. Uh, it's just inexplicable why you would want to pull back now. Inexplicable? Well, here's an explanation. We have a vaccine. Isn't that the point of the vaccine? So we can pull back now and get back to normal life? Whatever, shut up. An epidemiologist called Whitney Robinson jumped in immediately to back Fauci up. Quote, I feel genuinely sad. There are people who are going to get sick and die because of avoidable infections they get in the next few weeks. It's demoralizing. Over at CDC, Rochelle Walensky pleaded for Americans to ignore the promised effects of the vaccines they are now required to get. Please hear me clearly, she wrote. At this level of cases with variants spreading, we stand to completely lose the hard-earned ground we have gained. 
I'm really worried about reports that more states are pulling back the exact public health measures we've recommended to protect people from COVID-19, end quote, which, by the way, are not helping demonstrably. That's why we got the vaccine, which is going to fix everything, but it didn't. Okay, I'm going to pause it here. I wanted you to see him saying this because I'm thinking, what is the dealio? I mean, why are you uh, bringing all this out? And first of all, I mean, why have they not booted him? You know, if he's going to uh, speak like he is coming against their agenda, do you hear what I'm saying? Okay, I'm going to show you some emails I received uh, from President Trump. Now that you know all this, okay, this is dated April 12th. Fake news CNN relying on all anonymous sources, meaning they probably made the whole thing up, wrote a very dishonest story claiming Matt Gatz asked for a meeting with me at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida and was denied. This is completely false. Why doesn't CNN investigate write about lightweight Democrat Congressman Eric Smallwall who had toured in physical relationship? What? He is busting somebody out for having an affair what? wow can you believe this i cannot believe he is openly accusing someone of adultery on his email That is crazy. You know, Brad, it's it's almost hard to believe half this stuff you read. Small wall who ran for president dropped out with a record setting zero percent in the polls, has been compromised and a national security threat to the United States. He should be removed from the committee immediately. See how he's bossing everybody? All right, that one's the 12th. Okay, let's see the 13th. The Patriots assembling the America First Policy Institute, AFPI, are some of the greatest champions for freedom, free enterprise, national greatness, and the primacy of American workers, families, and communities that our nation has ever seen. Linda McMahon, Brooke Rollins, Larry Kudlow, Rick Perry, General Kellogg, and the rest of the Freedom Warriors at AFPI, I have my full support as they work not only to preserve this historic accomplishment. Okay, Brian, this is what you've got to ask yourself. I want to I want to ask you all something. Uh, what do you mean it's not the real Trump, H.W.? What do you mean? Trump has been in on this from the beginning, sis. Okay, so anyways, going back over here. Uh, you got to ask yourself, Brad. They're starting America First Policy Institute. They're starting the legal department. All of these people that are now working for him used to be in his old administration. Who is paying these people? 
What government are they working for? You got to ask yourself this, Brad. I mean, think about how President Trump is trying to boss everything. He's trying to tell everybody how to do all these things. See what I mean? H.W. No, he said that, H.W. No, President Trump has actually been working on this presidency since the 80s. So, no, he knows exactly what he's doing. He uh, said he was against the vaccine because he talked like the Christians would talk. He spoke our language, sis, unfortunately. Okay, but anyway, uh, let's see what he says here. To propel the America First agenda into the future. Okay, now. Remember what I told you, Brad, about the UN, the terms that we need to know, the key words they say that lets us know it's a UN agenda. Into the future is the future we want. Remember I told you this, the future we want. He says, I look forward to working with them to save America. And then when you click on Save America 45, it goes to John, Donald J. Trump. Think about that, Brad. You are clicking on a domain name that says Save America 45. Then when you go to the answer, the one that's going to save it is Donald J. Trump. The link that you actually go to. All right, let's see if there's another email. Oh, we just got one. Oh, he gave an endorsement of Ram Paul. All right, so let's see what this one is. Great news for the Republican Party. Senator Lisa Murkowski says she is still waiting whether she'll run again for the Senate in Alaska. In other words, there's a chance that she won't run. Wouldn't that be great? And so many people are looking to run against crazy Liz Cheney, but we only want one. Wow, look how he acts. This is terrible. Calling them names. She is so far down in Wyoming polls that the only way she can win is numerous candidates running against her and splitting the vote. Hopefully that won't happen. I'll make an endorsement soon. Remember I told you at the CPAC how he said that uh, he's basically taking over where he wants to give all the endorsements, but, but you have to agree to the America First agenda in order for you to get his endorsement. Okay, let's look at this. Trump bashes Biden administration for Johnson & Johnson vaccine pause. All right. Former President Donald Trump on Tuesday slammed the Biden administration's sudden recommendation that states and companies pause distribution of Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine after reports of a rare blood clotting issue. 
Trump claimed in a statement that Food and Drug Administration may be in cahoots with Pfizer, which manufactures the first of three U.S.-approved vaccines. The Biden administration did a terrible disservice to the people throughout the world by allowing the FDA and CDC to call a pause in the use of Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I meant to tell you that, Brad. I meant to tell you that. Uh... That was in an email, but I can't find it for some reason. Where Trump is telling them to put the vaccines back out there. All you Trump supporters, hear ye, hear ye. He, even though they are saying there are known deaths, six people so far. Well, that they're admitting the blood clots and all of the things that go wrong through the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And, and the government is wanting to pull it and Trump is telling them, put it back. So how about that? What do you think? That is terrible again, because where is the love of humanity? Okay, I'd like to answer this lady on my Dr. June Knight page. Okay, Miss Mary Monroe. She says, why don't you rip Biden apart? There's so much better you could do. Well, let me address that, Miss Mary. I represent Christian media, okay? You have a candidate, you have Biden. Well, you have Trump on the right and you have Biden on the left. Trump is the one that the Christians, that he is lying to the Christians. He is the one that is pulling the Christians away and he is the one doing the damage to the Christians. This one, we already know where he stands. Why do I have to sit and pick him apart when he's just out in the open and we already know what he's doing? And also, I do talk about a lot what Biden does. I do. Ask anybody that follows me. Uh, I, don't, I don't have to rip him because his is already out in the open. See, what Trump does is, is undercover. He is uh, partnering with the beast, which the church, which is where my heart is, the church is blinded to what he's doing and his partnership with the beast. So that's what I'm trying to show, sis. I'm, de <laughs> I'm definitely not a Democrat. And just to let you know as well, I used to be a Republican big time. I voted Republican since I was 18 years old. And uh, I voted for Trump the first time. The second time I refused to vote, period, uh, because I don't believe we're no longer the United States. I believe that they have merged us, uh, thanks to Trump. So I, I continue to expose what's happening in the Trump administration because I was with him in the White House and God brought me there to show me the truth about uh, what he's doing, which now we know is the America First, which is partnering with the UN. So I hope that answered your question.
All right, so here we go. Let's continue here. Trump added, the FDA, especially with longtime bureaucrats within, has to be controlled. They should not be able to do such damage for possibly political reasons or maybe because their friends at Pfizer have suggested they'll do things like this to make themselves look important. Trump and his allies claim Pfizer strategically waited to release efficacy data for the company's vaccine until six days after the November 3rd election. The data indicated it was more than 90% effective and signaled hope for the pandemic's end. Trump claims that Pfizer sought to undermine the candidacy after he proposed regulations to reduce drug prices. The company denied the allegation. All right. Okay, let's check this out. There is a website called openveers.com. Okay, we know that VEERS is the reporting for the vaccine uh, effects on people. And so let's see what they say here. Okay, this is 56,869 reports through April 2nd. Okay, so let's see, we've had 2,342 deaths. 4,972 4, hospitalizations, 8,975 urgent care, 8,744 office visits, 412 anaphylaxis, and 460 Bell's palsy, which we know that uh, Bell's palsy has been mentioned a lot. 502 heart attacks, 84 miscarriages, all. Oh. 3,145 severe allergic reactions, thrombocyclopenia, low platelets, 321. Okay, let's see here. So these are the, you can literally re read all of these reports. Wow. And it even tells you like the Jensen. Look at this one. Oh, looky here. Let's see. This is a 60-year-old female. Patient experienced a brain hemorrhage and was hospitalized on Monday, March 15. Despite numerous tests, doctors could not find the source or cause of the bleeding. Over time, the bleeding spread to other areas of her brain, including her brain stem, and damage from the bleeding was so severe that she would not recover. She passed away on the 24th after being removed from life support. Oh. As, and this is that Johnson & Johnson. All right, this one is Moderna. This is the 86-year-old man. Patient had his vaccine on 2-28-21. Patient passed away, wow, five days later, three days later. Don't know the cause, just found out from our tech and thought we should report the case. Oh. 
All right, this one's the Janssen. This spontaneous report received from a consumer via a company representative concerned a female of unspecified age. The patient's weight, height, and medical history were not reported. The patient received COVID-19 vaccine, suspension for injection, route of administration not reported, batch number unknown, expiry date unknown. Dose start therapy date were not reported for prophylactic vaccination. The company is unable to perform follow-up to request batch lot numbers, et cetera, et cetera. The patient received vaccine shot and she died on the same day. Wow. The action taken with the vaccine was not applicable. The report was serious. Death and other medical reporting conditions. Senders comments. The event has a compatible suggestible temporal relation is unlabeled. Oh, it's so sad. This next one is a Janssen. This spontaneous report received from a consumer consulting multiple patients. Several deaths were reported with the vaccine. She read it on her website. The cause of the deaths were not reported. All right, let's see. Wow. This one's the Janssen too. Feeling better for the most part, death. Looked pale, stomach cramps, earaches, arm hurts beyond exhausted. Headache, this spontaneous report received from physician via social media posts and concerned a 25-year-old female. Wow, 25 years old. The patient's weight, height, and medical history were not reported. The patient received vaccine. Uh, let's see. The patient felt the vaccine is killing me today, and it's taking its toll on me. The patient was told that she looked pale on an unspecified date in March 2021. On March 10th, the patient developed stomach cramps, earaches, arm hurt, was beyond exhausted and a headache on an unspecified date. This patient had reported feeling better for the most part on the 17th. Okay, so what? That was a week later. The patient died from an unknown cause. It was unknown if an autopsy was performed. Oh, it's sad. Okay, here's another, Jansen. Okay, seizures. Severe chills, severe fever, cardiac arrest, heart failure, feeling ill, very bad headache. This spontaneous report received from parent of patient via social media post. Isn't that funny how they are gathering data from the social media po uh, post? All right, let's see here. Severe fever, cardiac arrest, heart failure, feel it, feeling ill, very bad headache, 
This spontaneous report received from parent of patient via social media post and concerned a 32-year-old male. The patient's height and weight were not reported. The patient did not have any underlying health conditions. The patient received the vaccine. Okay, let's see. On March 13th, the patient had a very bad headache, feeling ill, went to sleep, and then woke up with severe fever and chills at 1 a.m. on the 14th. He had seizures at 4 a.m. on the 14th and went into cardiac arrest minutes later. Oh, it's terrible. That is terrible. It was reported that emergency services tried to revive him at his apartment. And they tried at the hospital too, it was declared that all oh, less than 24 hours after receiving the vaccine. The patient died from cardiac arrest and heart failure. An autopsy was performed on an unspecified date. It was reported that the autopsy came back suspicious and inconclusive pending further. What the world? Are you believing this? Uh, here's another one, cardiac arrest, spontaneous report received from a consumer, a 53-year-old male, the patient's height and weight were not reported. The patient's concurrent conditions included type 2 diabetes, pick line, and diabetic foot ulcer. The patient had no known allergies. The patient had no previous history of heart conditions. The patient received the vaccine. Dose was not reported. Uh, let's see. Okay, administered, in, administered on March 11th for prophylactic vaccination. Concomitant medications included ceftactrone for diabetic foot ulcer and heparin for peak Lyme prophylaxis on Saturday, March 20th. Excuse me, the patient reported that his chest felt funny, but he wasn't sure about the cause. On Monday, the 22nd morning, the patient had collapsed when he got out of the shower and yelled for help. The patient was gasping for breath and reading on pulse oximeter dropped into the 70s and also reported that he felt lightheaded. It was unknown whether the patient died in ambulance or at the hospital. It was unspecified if an autopsy was performed. Laboratory data included oxygen saturation decreased, which is the blood. The subject died from cardiac arrest. Oh. That's the Jensen. He basically suffocated to death.
I'm going to read just one more. Okay, collapse. Headache. The spontaneous report received from a consumer concerned a 70-year-old male. The patient's weight and everything were not reported. Okay, the patient experienced, he got the shot on March the 10th. And then the patient experienced headache, was clammy to the touch the same day at 1400, checked blood pressure, and it was 145 over 75, and his oxygen level read in the 90s. At 1800, he collapsed while getting out of his chair. And emergency medical services was called, performed the uh, CPR, but never got him back. The patient died from the same day. Wow. That's the Jansen. This is so sad. Let's just pray. I just feel led to pray. Y'all mind if we, I know this is the news, but I just feel led to pray a minute. Let's all pray. Lord, you know everyone. And you know everything that's happening in the earth, Lord. And we just really grieve for these people. Lord, we pray for all of their families, Lord. We pray that you would open their eyes to what's happening. We pray that you help them with their grief, Lord. We pray, Lord, that all these people will look to you and they will see the truth, Lord. Lord, I pray for all of the people in the world, Lord, that they would seek your face right now, Lord, that they would cry out to you so that their eyes can be opened, Lord. Your word says that in the last days, even the very late may be deceived, Lord. Help us all to see the truth, Lord. Help us all to have our eyes open. And Lord, we pray that you would help all of the Christians, Lord, to be protected during this, Lord, because we know that you're in control and that you, all of this is happening because we're in judgment. And we know, Lord, that your word is true. And we know that you have a purpose for all of this, Lord. So I am praying for all my brothers and sisters out there today, Lord, that you strengthen them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord. Give them strength, Lord. Let them hear with their ears what the Spirit is saying to them right now, Lord. That's what you say in the end. Let the ears hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I pray, Lord, for all of their ears to hear. And I pray for anyone out there, Lord, that may be depressed right now. I pray that you heal them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, that's pretty depressing, Brad. That's why I had to pray. Because I'm looking at these people and I'm thinking about their mamas. I'm thinking about their wives. I'm you know, I'm thinking about all their family that's affected because, you know, the media is given. Do y'all realize what's happening? The media is not giving any of these people the attention. They're not. These people have no voice. 
These people have no voice out there. All of this blood that's crying in the wilderness, you know, that's crying out from the ground, it has a voice with God. And all these people, Brad, that's involved with this evil, all of them, they will answer to God for this. They will answer to God for this. There will come a day when the judgment will be very swift. And this is why I have to expose this about Trump because of his deception. The part of, I believe that, you know, the Bible says in the last days, the, the great deception, I believe he's it. That's my conviction, and that's what I'm expressing. Because God took me to London in 2012, and again, seven years later, he put me in the White House. In London, he showed me uh, the plan of the RFID chip and the, the mark of the beast, the Internet of Things and all this. In 2012, and then seven years later, he put me in the White House to show it being put together. So... In my understanding from my research, from my Bible college, from God, traveling the country and all of this, this is what I believe and this is why God has brought me here. So I am showing you this so that you can make wise decisions, Brad. Of course I can't tell you what to do, but I can bring it to your attention what is happening. Yeah, I'm still alive. That's Brock. All right, let me show you this, Brad. Somebody sent this to me. I was like, what the world is going on here? Uh, because this woman is divorced and has children by this man, right? And I want you to look what is happening to this woman because she is getting sued by the ex-husband because she's a nurse and he says that because she's around uh the coronavirus all the time that he wants custody of the children to get away from her so she is sending out a warning to all the other people that work in the health industry that you can risk losing your children and look at this brat this hair got my mouth look at this all right let me well first let me make this a little bigger all right let's read the actual document y'all know i like to read the documents to you okay look at this this is the man, Raymond Blake Sellers, is suing Catherine Elizabeth Spencer. Okay, it says, this matters before the court on the petitioner's ex-emergency motion to modify custody and for pickup order due to respondent Spencer's exposure to coronavirus. Are you believing this? The petitioner alleged and submitted documents in support that the respondent allegedly proximity to coronavirus. 
the court takes judicial notice, there is at present, look at this, at present, no vaccination. Though children are generally less susceptible to the virus's effects and it's highly contagious and lethal, lethal. Combined with the pre-existing health issues of one of the minor children and pro-offered history of alleged neglect by the respondent Spencer mother, the court finds that it is in the best interest of the minor children of this above-styled matter for an ex parte order for the children to be immediately picked up and placed into the custody of the father. Can you believe this? And then look, she says, there will be many cases like this if we keep allowing them to remove our rights. The police showed up on my doorstep. This is the mama, Katie Spencer, at 10 p.m. and took my kids from me because I work in a clinic and a judge signed off on this because of my exposure to the coronavirus. Just a heads up to nurses, doctors, fighters, police officers, and other first responders who have children and sneaky exes, watch your backs. And then she says, I do not have a history of abuse. He does, though, and then she tells about him. And she says she has no history of neglecting her children. But that is what they're saying. So... It is now very, very serious. Oh, okay, here's that email I read to you a minute ago. He should be removed uh, immediately. Oh, and I was going to show you what they said, uh, what President Trump's group said on March 25th from the Trump 2024 film. The foundation of this nation was powerful and prophetic and pure. It was that we have rights that are given to us by God and not by man, not by government. By Looky here. Look who is saying this. None other than Sammy Rodriguez. Y'all remember who he is. He's the one that signed the 2700 uh, pastor's uh, document telling you to go with science. That man, that man telling you to go with science and to partner with them and to go along with this agenda, wear your mask, get your shot, and follow what the government is doing. This man. Sammy Rodriguez issued a public statement. To be clear, the President of the United States has, has himself given a haphazard and de facto green light to human traffickers around the world to apply their profane trade on the dreams of the most vulnerable. He went on to say, President Biden's words and actions are now prompting record numbers of migrants 
to approach our southern border producing an overwhelming backlog and all the predictable effects. Now, isn't that something? He is, he is NAR. Yes, Miss Lynn, he is NAR. Now, you think about this guy they're calling Pastor Rodriguez. Okay. Uh, who's also telling everybody to trust in something and not trust in prayer. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Uh, and to trust in science. And he did something else, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, that's all I can remember off the top, but no. No, no, no. Okay, now let's research and then we'll be done with the news tonight. America First Policy Institute. Let's check this out. Axios, Scoop, Trump alumni launch largest post-administration group. All right, let's check it out. A constellation of Trump's administration stars today will launch the America First Policy Institute, a 35-person nonprofit group with a first-year budget of $20 million, Brad. Where do you think they get that money with from? $20 million. $20 $20 million. And the mission of perpetuating former President Trump's populist policies. Two Trump alumni tell AFPI is by far the largest pro-Trump outside group, besides Trump's own Florida-based machine. In the coming months, the group plans to take a large office space near the Capitol as a symbol that it a fight to be muscular, well-heeled center of the future of conservatism. Uh-huh. Let me tell you what I think about that. First of all, the center of the future. Center. All of you that have been uh, learning about what the UN is doing, there you go. The center. This is the UN written all over it. Jerry Kushner and Ivanka Trump are the advisors of this group. What? Go ahead and just say UN. The president and CEO is Brooke Rollins, a Texan who is head of Trump's domestic policy council. Who met with Trump and Marlargo last week to update him on plans for the group? Time of the group wants to be dreamers and risk takers. The board chairs Linda McMahon, who is a member of Trump's cabinet as the administration of the small business, after winning fame as a pro wrestling entrepreneur. Larry Kudlow. So they've been in the planning stages since December, huh? before they even found out he wasn't going to be president. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny, Brad? 
He didn't even know if he got president until January. Hmm. Jack Brewer, a former NFL player and advisory board member of Black Voices for Trump Heads, the Center for Opportunity now focused on the underserved community agenda. Paula White Kane, a Trump spiritual advisor, will head a Center for American Values focused on religious freedom and the Second Amendment. Yeah, right. Hey, looky here, Bride. Notice the word center again. Center for American Values. Knowing that we just saw, where did we just see her? How many remembers that big debacle? American Values Center. Let's see what she's doing here. Colorado, is this the right Center for American Values? Center for, that's it, Center for American Values. Huh. Our focus is develop good character and leadership skills in the next generation of emerging citizen leaders. Let me see if it's, let's see. If this is the right one. No, I don't think that's the right one. So let's go back. All right, let's type, how about this? Paula White. Paula White will lead Donald Trump's new Trump policy first. Ah, look at that. Well, that was day September 20th. Right wing watch. Let's see what they say. Team Trump launches America First Policy Institute with Paula White leading Center for American Values. American voters rejected President Trump at the ballot box in 2020, but he and his team are not going away quietly or at all. As Axios reported Tuesday, a group of Trump administration officials and advisors is launching the America First Policy Institute, which its president, Brooke Rollins, says in a launch video, is working to save the soul of this country and continue to 
transformative changes that happened over the last four years. AFPI's website lists at least 17 policy areas of what it calls centers. Oh, uh-oh, bribe. You know when they call it centers, what they mean. Look what they're wanting to center. America, freedom, prosperity, the American child, 1776, the American worker, American security, education, election integrity, energy independence, a healthy America, homeland security, law and justice, media accountability, new frontiers together. You know what frontiers mean. Let me just make an announcement. When we did the World Economic Forum uh, conference last week, we, we went to several of those uh, called New Frontiers. So the New Frontiers is the new structure. It's, it's the new, uh, I wish I had my book right here. Hey, I do. Hold it, hold it. All right, let's see if we got it in here. Hold on. It was the Global Technology Governance Summit. All right, let's see here. Let's see if I can find it. They had the whole uh, seminars about new frontiers. You know, we'll have to be watching this stuff like a hog, Brad. Shaping the future of the data economy. Shaping the future of artificial intelligence. Building a national AI strategy. The next frontier, here you go. Synthetic biology. Synthetic biology. That was just one of them. There is many of them. So when they say, uh, I'm telling you, bro. When they say that about uh, new frontiers together, no. Together means global UN agenda. Opportunity Now, Second Chances, Media Accountability. The Center for American Values is being led by Trump's spiritual advisor and former White House aide, Paula White, whose One Voice Prayer Movement served as a platform for Christian nationalism. I knew it. That is what I was telling you about, Brian. I knew it was the One Voice, but I didn't know it was the actual... 
uh, name of it. Let's see where it's a thinly guised political operation for Trump. Yep. The One Voice Prayer Movement operates as a political and public relations vehicle for President Trump in the guise of nonpartisan cooperative prayer efforts. It was launched in November of 2019 by Paula White, who simultaneously served as Trump's unofficial spiritual advisor and official member of the White House staff and a campaign spokesperson. Okay, it blurs and straddles lines between public, private, and political interest. Look at this. White and Trump have maintained a mutually beneficial relationship for years. She has served as a liaison between Trump and conservative Christian leaders since before his election. In her book, Something Greater, Finding Triumph Over Trials, White wrote that her relationship with Trump was a spiritual assignment from God. In her unofficial role, White has kept a steady stream of evangelical leaders coming to the White House for mutual ego stroking with Trump. That is the truth. When White was given an official position last year, she was classified as a part-time special government employee, allowing her to continue to run her ministries, which promised spiritual blessings to people who send her money. White is a fixture at Trump campaign events where she has portrayed his opponents as demonic. Uh... The only thing I disagree with this so far is the timing of it. Unless they have some kind of proof, because I believe it started back when he first started. Oh, I see. This one's to re-elect Trump. Okay. Okay, let's see. Ah, look at this, Brad. Look. The effort called the One Voice Prayer Movement finds White teaming up with fellow right-wing activists such as Cindy Jacobs, Dutch Sheets, Dave Cabal, and others. The group unveiled its efforts with an inaugural prayer call yesterday, which featured White praying against the demonic efforts that seek to undermine Trump and remove him from the White House. All right, let's see. Oh, there's a website, One Voice Prayer Movement, huh? Well, I'm going to tell y'all right now, this is the same uh, template or look of the uh, intercessory prayer group. I forgot the name of them, the National Intercessory Prayer Group. Uh, they must be the ones that headed this up. About the movement. 
The goal of One Voice Prayer Movement is to unite the body of Christ to pray for God's values to be expressed through government in the nation. Prayer ministries, networks, leaders, and intercessors are all invited to participate in the key to create a unified voice of prayer as we seek God. Okay. Well, we know what happened with the people that partnered with this. Number one, Dutch Sheets, we know what happened with him. Dutch Sheets is the one that ended up doing an event called uh, The Great Reset. It's time to reset. Uh, he's the one that did his in in 2017 uh, with all of that group that did uh, Kairos 2017. And that's when he was with Lou Engel and all them and, and Mike Bickle and uh, some other ones. Let's see, John Arnott, Kenneth Copeland. And they all of them sold us out to the Catholic Church. They signed this document that uh, said that the Protestant Reformation no longer exists. And so now when the government does everything, everything lists Christian as Catholic. It's really sad what they did. But the other one that they're talking about, that was Dutch Sheets. The other one is um, Cindy Jacobs. She's the one that uh, I showed you. She's the one that does the Generals International. We examined her logo. We examined her website where she is fully supportive of all this. The V, the Great Reset, they're all in support of all this. Uh, they, they're telling their people that there's all this money coming and this great reset and how great everything's going to be. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right, let's go back over here. Ah, look at this. OVPM's focus on Trump's re-election was made clear by James Gall who promotes the New Apostolic Reformation, yep, and Seven Mountains Dominionism-related movements that seek to transform nations by bringing governments and other sectors of cultural influence. The partnership with the beast, that's what they're doing, partnering with all these other religions uh, under the control of leaders who share their worldview. At OVPM's inception, Gaul said that he had prophesied the emergence of the greatest governmental prayer movement in the history of the United States and noted that OVPM's launch date, November 5th, 2019, was one year before the 2020 election. The stakes have never been higher. Okay, let's see. Indeed, OVPM appears to be designed as a vehicle for maintaining a close connection between Team Trump and the Pentecostal leaders, which I hate that. They have ruined the image of all Pentecostals. Oh. And activists who believe that Trump was placed in office with a divine anointing and for mobilizing them on behalf of the re his re-election. 
In addition to Gall, among the Trump boosters who helped White launch OVPM last November were Dominionist Prophets, Dutch Sheets, Cindy Jacobs, and John and Jolene Hamill. The Hamill's Lifelighter Ministries, whose motto is pursuing the restoration of God's governmental glory, has the distinction of having been deemed unfit for the Museum of the Bible, which regularly hosts all manner of religious right events. There it is. That's the group that did that site, Intercessors for America. That's it, Dave Cabal, yeah. IFA is another group of prayer warriors that zealously support the president and other conservative politicians. They promoted a prayer that Trump would rule in the midst of his enemies, which it said is the same decree that King David prophesied in his own nation concerning the coming Messiah. Oh. Well, whoever wrote this, I mean, they didn't do it mean or nothing. They're pretty much right on it. Uh, the only thing is, is by their alignment with him and comparing him to the Messiah and everything, it really it put a bad light on us, especially because of the way that Trump acts with his hateful rhetoric, his put-downs, his name-callings. Uh, I mean, it just looks bad on us. It's just, it, you know, that's why they're so angry at us. They think we're a bunch of hypocrites. All right, Brad. Well, that's all I have for you tonight. And I am going to play this commercial and then we will be We are the Bride Television. It's the voice of the true Bride of Christ. Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God's serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride, Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. 
These beats reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions. Exposes the one world religion agenda. Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda. This book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who has surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book's chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pot books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. Jew's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book, please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you. Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God's serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride, Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions. Exposes the one world religion agenda. Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda. This book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pot books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. 
be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotrinkhouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. Jew's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book, please go to treehousepublishers.com.